Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. The Bible says in Genesis 18, 19, he says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. The Bible says the reason why God chose Abraham is because he knew that Abraham would teach and train his children to follow the ways and the blessing, the, uh, the promises of God, that they would follow God, that Abraham would teach his children that. Look in Deuteronomy 6, if you will. Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. We're going to begin there. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie us down, and when you rise up. Turn with me, if you will, to Deuteronomy chapter 11. As you begin to see that God told Abraham, and he also told the children of Israel after him, the, the children of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. The Bible says that they taught them to speak of God and his judgments, his justice, his blessings, that covenant that they have with God continually to their children in their house, wherever they go when they're walking around, when they're on the bed at night, maybe during the time they're telling their children good night, maybe during the times when they're sitting around their house and at the meal time, other times, and when they rise up in the morning, when they get up in the morning to begin to talk about God, the goodness of God, the ways of God, the things of God. And this is what God commanded them to do. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let's begin in verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19. And you will teach them, your children, speaking of them, when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, that thou shalt write upon the doorposts of thine heart and upon thy gates." that your days may be multiplied, verse 21, and the days of your children in the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the Bible promises when we walk and do what God says, when we teach our children, what we're doing is we're building the life that God has for our households, our family, for his kingdom. And the Bible tells us the result of that is receiving the very promises of God. Because when you read the promises of God, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like the days of heaven on earth. Jesus said, I'm not coming just to do my own will, but to do the will of my Father. And he preached this, and he even taught his disciples this too. To pray the kingdom of God, that, that, uh, that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'll tell you, when the will of God is being done in your life, it's like heaven on earth. 
And today, God wants to see that working in your life. Now, what's in the world, they're not promised that. They don't have that promise. It's not going to happen for the people in the world because they do not have God in their life. They're not walking by God's ways. They're not implementing and instituting these things within their families, in their conversation, in their bed at night, when they rise up, when they go to sleep, when they're walking by the way. They're not hearing and remembering. They don't know the things and the ways of God. So they don't receive those things. And this is why it's so important that as children of God, that we keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord. When you keep your eyes fixed upon the Lord, when you keep your eyes fixed upon him and his promises towards you, you'll begin to see those things begin to take place. There are many blessings that God says that would take place in a believer's life. That one who will obey God and will begin to declare and teach and declare the blessings and the promises of God over their family, to their children. I tell you, it's so important that you declare the blessing of God over your children. You know, there's going to be people in your children's lives, and they're going to be declaring a lot of things and speaking a lot of things over your children. But let me just say this. It is so important for the parent today to speak the blessing of God over your children. Speak, sow the seeds of the blessing of God. Because let me just tell you, no matter what Satan does, no matter what the world says and speaks over them, the blessing of God is always bigger and stronger and will overcome and overtake any curse or anything that is spoken over your children, no matter where they are. And let me just tell you something. If you want to build a strong and secure child in this world today, you're going to have to tell them who they are. Because somebody else will if you don't. If you don't tell them who they are, somebody else is going to, whether it be a rapper on mu- in music, whether it be somebody on TV, whether it be somebody in the school, somebody's going to tell them who they are. But if you, as a parent, you are the number one voice in that child's life. You teach your children the ways of God. Speak the blessing of God over them. Tell them who they are, where they're going, where they're headed, whom they will serve. I tell you, it's so important. As a child, the Bible says, train them up as a child in the way they should go so that when they get older, they will not depart from it. So important today. The world has learned this system by listening to the preachers from generation to generation because they understand the soul of a man. That's why you see so many advertisements in front of your face all the time. That's why you see so many things and algorithms built into certain things so that they can get your attention in a certain way and put things before you that they, they, they're training you what they want you to hear. This is why it's so important today that you train your children and the way they should go, that you begin to declare over your house the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the direction of God, and not just leave it up to chance, so to speak, not just leave it up to whatever happens. It's so important today that you learn to follow the word of God. Teach your children, he says. Declare to them. This is why God chose Abraham. Because he knew that he would command his children after him. He knew that he would raise them, he would train them, that when he rose up in the morning, when he laid down at night, when he was walking along the way, uh, all of the things that they would do, he would teach them the ways of God, talk to them about the goodness of God, about the experiences of God that he had, an understanding of the goodness of God, why we do what we do, and why it's so important to be in the house of God, why it's so important to pray, why it's so important to praise teaching them by doing it with them and in front of them and training them 
and the way they should go. I tell you, it's so important that we need to follow the things of God. You know, I believe that God's promises are sure to every generation that will follow him and obey him. That's what the Bible says. Be like the days of heaven on earth. You know, the Bible tells us and shows us and reveals to us that God's word is true. You know what? His power, God's power, is incomparable. His grace is unlimited. His work is life. His word cannot change, and it will produce. His promises are sure. His integrity is unbreakable. His love cannot be matched. His mercy is renewed daily. His justice is just. You know, Satan's dominion over the world today and has been, even from the time of Adam and Eve when, this, when the sin nature came in, it cannot change God. It's not going to. What you see happen in the world and goes on around you doesn't mean that God has changed, doesn't mean his word to you has changed, and doesn't mean that your life is going to go the same direction that they, their life goes. That's why it's so important that you choose. You make a choice. You make a choice either to obey God, observe his word, and do them, or not. So, whose are you? Whose are you? Are you of the world, or are you of God? You say, well, pastor, that sounds a little bit gray, or black and white necessarily. There's no gray area. Well, that's true. There is no gray area. It is black or white in this area. There's two kingdoms. There is one Lord and God, which is Jesus Christ. And then there's Satan, the God of this world, the Bible says. Psalm 78, verse 2 says this. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which you, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born and we, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their father's. A stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. I'll tell you, the scripture is so powerful when it comes to as a parent, as a person. You know, you might not even have children today, but it's so important that you declare the promises of God that you declare the blessing of God over your life, over your church, over the families, the people of God, that you begin to also declare those blessings over those around you when you can, when you have that opportunity. You're never too old and you're never too young to start. So important that we do that. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. I love this scripture as well. 
because it tells us in verse 15, 1 John 2 verse 15 says this, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. You see that? So important today that we understand that we serve God, we implement the ways of God, and we begin to declare those things, the goodness of God. Sometimes it's just in the simplicity of how we even start our days. How that we wake up with our family when we're trying to get the children ready for school. Maybe we need to get up a little extra earlier than that. Maybe we go to bed. Maybe not watch that TV so late at night. Turn that off or whatever you got to do. Maybe stay in your word before you go to bed. When you get up in the morning, when you rouse up, you begin to declare glory to God. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. Praise God. I tell you, God is so good. Pray over your children before they go to school. Take time to speak to each one every day, a little something that says, you know what? Not only do I love you, but God loves you, and he's got a great plan for your life. You know, you're going to do well. God is going to help you. God's going to show you. It's learning how to train and to teach and to declare these blessings and direction for your child's life over them as the Bible teaches us because they will also train their generations after them to go that same direction that God will be set aright in their heart, that they understand the goodness of God. They understand the ways of the world will lead to destruction, but the ways of God leads to life, that God's not holding out anything on them. What the world promises, you've got all in God, but the world is perverted and it twists it all up and literally brings them to a place of bondage and destruction and everything that they're trying to achieve. Because they're heaping it upon their own lust and their in the sin nature, which ultimately destroys them, destroys anything good about their life in the end. Over here on the world, on God's side, we're seeing the blessing of God, the kingdom of God. Even the Bible says that God drove out nations before Israel because of their wickedness, and they possessed their land. I'll tell you, it's so important today. God has direction for you. God has promises for you. God has some things in front of you that he might just want you to, to take control of or to have or to possess that the world might have today. Because these things, if we will implement the word of God, if we'll begin to do what God says, you'll begin to see the result of the promises that God has for your life. God will bring them to pass. Bible says they did not know him, the fathers. That scripture I just read just a few minutes ago out of Psalm 78, the Bible says they did not know him. They didn't, under, they didn't know God. The fathers had, had turned their heart away, possibly because they had entered in based upon Abraham's faith. They had entered in to a, different, to a particular direction. Sometimes our comfortableness of blessing that we have received and that we're living in today causes a complacency in our word and our prayer life and our relationship with God. Sometimes we can get 
uh, fat, so to speak, in the spirit because of all the good things that God has done for us. And then we walk away or we forget how that took place because it didn't come just from our own ability, but it came from the grace and the blessing of God upon our life. That's why God warned them. He said to the children of Israel, when you go into the promised land and you begin to obtain these things, you need to remember this didn't happen by you. This happened by me. I was working behind the scenes the whole time. I'm the one that helped you win those battles. I'm the one that gave you the victory over that. I'm the one that's walking with you today. I'm the one that's giving you the strength to stand. I'm the one that's giving you the breath in your body. I'm the one that's created the heavens and earth. I'm the one that has the blessing that controls the outcomes in these areas. And let me just say this. The Bible says, do not forget who caused you to get power to get wealth to establish his covenant with you. Don't forget him. Don't forget the one. And don't just give him a little kudos like, yeah, I just thank God for it. Woo, what a blessing. No, he's talking about you serving God with your life, with your mouth, training up your children the way they should go. He's talking about walking it out in fear of the Lord, in obedience to God, walking in the place of declaring his promises, praising him and giving him glory, going ahead and serve God with your life. I tell you, it's so important that we learn to do that. The Bible says in James 4, 4, it says this. James 4, 4, I'm doing a study on Tuesdays and not recent, just recently I did the whole book of James verse by verse. You can find that on Facebook and, and hear that. You can go through the whole book of James with me if you'd like to do that. Look on Facebook. James 4, 4 says this. It says, you adulterers and adulteresses. Know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You see, why does he say adulterer and adulteresses? Because we were in relationship with him, but we turned and walked away through the through the desire of the flesh and begin to do something that was, we broke the covenant. We broke covenant with God personally. God's not going to break covenant with you. And thank God that his mercy is here and fresh and new every day. But we need to turn our heart back to God and walk in the line of the covenant to the knowledge and to the uh, grace that we have been given and that development that we're walking in. Uh, so we walk in the blessing. We walk in the increase of God. And we walk in the covering and the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God and the blood of Jesus. I tell you, it's so important today if, if with any other time before that we learn this understanding. You know, let me just say it like this. If you offend anyone, offend the world. But please God. If you're going to offend anyone, offend the world. But please God. Quit trying to be a friend of the world and offending God. Think about it. That's what he's saying here. In James 4.4, 4, don't try to uh, uh, just be a friend. Uh, you want to be, uh, so to speak, don't, don't become what they are in the, in, in the spirit and in the mind. Deuteronomy 12 says this. Deuteronomy 12, verse 28. Deuteronomy 12, verse 28. It says, Observe and hear all the words which I command thee, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever. When you do that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. I tell you, it's so important today that we learn to observe and to do the things that are right in, in the sight of God. Please God. Now, the Bible says that without faith, 
It's impossible to please God. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. When you hear the word of God and then you act on it, you're in pleasing God because it tells God, you believe me. You're in relationship with me. When you hear the word of God, but you do not do that word, and you begin to live your life the way you feel fit, see fit, and the way that you're comfortable with, we can be breaching our, our covenant and relationship with God. That's why he called some adulterers and adulteresses. So it's so important that we serve God. Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24. I love what Joshua says. Joshua 24, verse 15. Says, And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers, whom they served on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, that means... It's the same demonic spirits, the ones that was before the flood that are still alive today and whom that is in the world today. And he says, choose. You're either going to serve them or he says, I like what he says, Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he is in it, he, it is he who's brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt for the, from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us, all the, preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through, through whom we, we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, we also serve the Lord, for he is God. I tell you, it's so important today that we make that declaration. Whom will you serve? Joshua says, it's for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. Now remember this. Who is Lord over your household? Are you training your children? Are you teaching them in the way they should go? Are you speaking to them the promises and the blessings and the direction? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Is this what the words of the fathers today and the mothers in their home is? To say that you are because you say that you are, but not Making the choice to serve the Lord is not making him Lord. If we say, well, Jesus is, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. But you have not made him Lord to serve him, then he is not. Think about that. Is he Lord? Whom do we serve? Proverbs 6, 20 says this. Proverbs 6, 20 says this. Praise God. I'll tell you, this is good teaching that we need to hear as families, as parents today, as people, Christians. Proverbs 6, verse 20 says this. It says, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not the law of your mother. I tell you, leadership in the family is so important today. 
A family is made up of a father and a mother. Sometimes there's difficult situations that happen in people's lives, and sometimes they're left to fend for themselves, so to speak. But a biblical understanding, that no matter if you're a single mother today or a single father today over that home, you are the leader of that household, lead in that family. And as a father and a mother in a home, lead in the family. Take that leadership. The Bible says of them to the children, bind the things in which your parents teach you upon your heart. And let me just say this, parent. When you say something to your child, you're binding something to them. You are binding something to them. You're binding the blessing of God. You're, blind, you're binding within them the security of who they are, what they can do, that they can do all things through Christ as they develop a relationship with God, that God will not forsake them no matter what's going on in this world today when they are in covenant with God, that God is with them no matter what they see. They have a future and they have a hope. Listen, the world has no hope, but you have a hope. You have a hope in God. You don't have to go the ways of this world. You can go the ways of God and walk as it is, as, as heaven on earth today through the promise and the blessings of God, that God is with you. He has not left you. He's not forsaken you. You might be going through something, but today, let me just tell you something. You might take a hundred steps and you might feel like you're a hundred steps away from God, but listen, God is right there. He's, he's right beside you today. He walked all the way with you. Even if you've forsaken him, he is still there with you. Turn your heart to him and he'll receive you. He'll make you whole. He'll bring you right back. And let me just tell you, he's a good God. Because his mercy is renewed every day, every morning. His goodness and his callings, they, listen, they are without repentance. God does not go back upon the word. Let me just tell you something. He has sent his word to prosper it into your life today. Speak it over to your family. Speak it over to your children. Teach them. It's going to bind to them in the days ahead. They need to hear that coming from the leadership of their family. So important today. Don't just render your children up over to the world and say, yeah, I know. You know, you live one way, you say one thing in church, and you live another way at home. No, as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. It's so important that we do so today. It's so important that we make the declaration and the promise. The blessing of promise must be spoken. That's what you keep hearing in this today. That's what you keep saying. Teach, speak, speak. How are they going to bind these things uh, upon their hearts? How's they, how are they going to tie them around their neck? The Bible says in Proverbs 6, verse 21, I'll read it again. He says, bind them continually upon your neck and your heart, or upon your heart, tie them around your neck. And when you go, wherever you go, it shall lead thee. When you sleep, it shall keep thee. And when you awake, it will talk with thee. Woo! I'm telling you, the Word of God will speak to you. It'll direct you. It'll speak to you. The Word of God spoken, the things that you have been taught, the things that's coming to you, they'll speak to you. They'll speak to you. They'll remind you. They'll guide you. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm sending the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who will teach you in the way you should go, and he will recall back to your remembrance everything that I have spoken to you. I tell you, he's such a good Lord. He's such a good Father. And it's so important today as parents that we take that place as God has put us in that place in the family and speak to our children and train our children. It just doesn't happen. It ha it, things isn't just going to just happen without doing what God says. 
we do what God says and you'll get the results that God said. I want to encourage you in that today. The blessing of promise must be spoken. Deuteronomy 26. Deuteronomy 26. We're going to begin reading in verse 16. Deuteronomy 26. Verse 16 says this. It says, This day the Lord thy God has commanded thee to do the things, to do these statutes and judgments, and thou shalt therefore keep them and do them with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Read verse 17. It says, Thou hast avowed to the Lord this day to be thy God. And to walk in his ways, and to keep his statutes, and his commandments, and his judgments, and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord has avowed to thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he has promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments, and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made, in praise, and in name, and in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he has spoken. You know, Peter reiterated that to the church. He said, God has made you a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And I tell you today, God is raising his church, his people, above the nations of the world. He's raising them up in honor, in praise, in name. I'll tell you, it's so important today. Listen, you need to see yourself the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed at the home and your storehouses. You are blessed. And we need to understand it. We need to see it. We need to declare it today. Declare and obey. You know, our salvation begins by someone declaring or preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And when we hear that good news and we believe upon that word, then when we declare Jesus as Lord, the Bible says you are saved. You see, his promises work that way. When you hear the blessing of a God is upon you, when you hear that you make a declaration of his promise and direct those things into your children, when you do them is when you believe them because you begin to say them. Listen, when you hear that, you believe upon it and you begin to say it, you'll begin to see the manifestation of what God has said. Just like with salvation. It's not a mental ascent because we believe there's a higher power and he must be okay with everybody because he's all loving. No, the Bible says that when we believe in our heart that God, that Jesus is alive, that he exists and that God raised him from the dead, that we believe upon him and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord over us, then we shall be saved. So it's so important today. It's not just about just saying, but it's about serving. It's about declaring the promise of God and obeying the Lord. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.